Well, hello everyone. We are preparing now to work together as a global group of meditators in what is perhaps the most exhilarating of all the festivals of light, the Festival of Wesak. It's a time to celebrate the cooperation of two great avatars, the Buddha and the Christ, and to play our part in passing on to all the world the forces of enlightenment that are released through the ceremony. What greater privilege could there be than freeing ourselves up to work in light and with light and to resonate with the profound purpose which the Buddha conveys on behalf of the planetary Logos. The participants from the Christ and the members of the hierarchy gathered in the valley of the Himalayas, down to the humblest disciple linking up in consciousness, make this a supreme moment of communication between deity and humanity. Each full moon celebration is unique. With reference to other celestial bodies, our planet never occupies exactly the same place in the heavens twice. There are always different relationships reigning and influences rising or falling. The universe is spiraling onwards, bringing fresh challenges with opportunities for greater love, more purposeful living, and still more light. Motion is perpetual, and everything is progressing with a purpose. That purpose may not be what the personality likes or what humanity expects. However, it shapes the destiny which lies ahead, purifying and preparing forms for greater responsiveness. The beauty of group work is that through our united aspirations, we set in motion a wave of energy that carries all of us ever onward towards the vision. As long that is, as we keep our eye steady upon the goal, undeterred by difficult circumstances, and this thought can inspire us in times of planetary crisis. And with this in mind, let's pause for a few moments and then say together the Gayatri.
the sustenance to the universe from all from whom all things proceed to whom all things return unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun hidden by a disk of golden light that we may know the truth and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. In Glamour, A World Problem, we read that when the hierarchy looks at humanity, it appears to be walking in a deep and constantly changing density of currents which hide and distort and which swirl around human beings and prevent their seeing the light as it is. The light of the Wessex Festival is therefore especially precious for the dissipation of glamour, like the rays of the rising sun, clearing the morning fogs and mists. And we can rest assured that the light of the soul is steadily burning in human consciousness, as symbolized by the rapid and continual developments in light technology. Energy follows thought, and the more enlightened humanity's thinking becomes, the more beautiful and refined is the illumination on the physical plane. There's still a long way to go, of course, as the Tibetan's remarks made clear when he wrote, the tendencies of human desire and thought are not at this time of the highest order. And the vast assembly of insects which now haunt our planet and cause increasing concern to the scientist, agriculturalist, and all those dealing with the welfare of the human animal are the direct result of thought precipitation. This extraordinary statement reveals how direct the relationship is between human conscious, consciousness and the natural world. The subhuman kingdoms of nature are also in search of greater light and the quality of human thinking either assists or hinders them. The spiritualization of man's thinking would bring beauty and harmony to the planetary ecosystem and the iridescent splendor of a butterfly's wings provides some insight on how this transformation might occur. For according to Rudolf Steiner, the thread of substance that the caterpillar spins into a cocoon from its own body is fused with spiritual force patterns inherent in the sunbeam. 
within the spiritual light imprisoned in the chrysalis, a new creature emerges to fly as a sun being. Always the effect of spiritual forces imprisoned in light is to produce color. And this is seen to great effect in the butterfly's wings. It is a lower correspondence of the way in which the soul colors its own body of expression on the plane of mind. Here, the light of the spiritual sun is fused with the purified substance of the disciple's thought life. This process can only occur because the human being is individualized, having an aspect of the spiritual ego or soul, which we refer to as I, residing within the physical plane, state of consciousness which thinks. The lower kingdoms of nature have no individualized egos and cannot think in terms of an I state of consciousness. And therefore the group soul of each subhuman species works externally on each life form in cooperation with sunlight, coloring and beautifying the form nature. And this in turn stimulates and refines the nascent point of consciousness within. And as the disciple purifies the I state of consciousness, it becomes as a spiritual sun radiating its light into the lower kingdoms of nature. Fused with natural sunlight, it accelerates the evolution of the group souls of the myriad species of fauna and flora which are refining their form nature. And so it follows that through the transmutation of humanity's thought life, nature, red in tooth and claw, will then be lifted into a more harmonious state of consciousness, the butterfly's wings being a symbol of this process. As we work towards that time, the knowledge that human consciousness either enlightens, beautifies and harmonizes the natural world or darkens, spoils and produces conflict within it, serves as food for thought for every aspiring disciple. It is the deeper meaning hidden in the Tibetan statement that the magical work and the next 2,500 years will bring about so much change and make possible the working of so many so-called miracles that even the outer appearance of the world will be profoundly altered. The bright and delicate butterfly fluttering in the air is a symbol of the world to be when men and women have achieved this heightened consciousness and are subsequently transforming nature directly through the power of enlightened thinking. And just as the caterpillar weaves the cocoon from which the butterfly emerges and takes to the air, so too does the disciple weave in the light, adding iridescent color to the vesture of the soul body on its own plane and spinning the rainbow bridge 
across the plane of mind into the air of the Buddhic realm. And it's for this reason that meditation on the butterfly stimulates the mind aspect and why the Tibetan gave to one of his disciples the following magical phrase. Like a golden butterfly which flies in the face of the sun, I find myself poised upon the lotus petal of the earth. I hover, I stay a little moment, and then I fly into the golden pathway that leads unto the sun. In this dark time for the planet, it's inspiring to hold in mind this beautiful seed thought. Not only do instinct, insect perils continue to plague the earth, but we are all contending with another dark life, the virus. The current viral plague is similarly a precipitation of psychic polluted thinking, which the planetary etheric web can no longer contain. However, it's always darkest before the dawn, they say. And as we start to slowly emerge from the current pandemic and review its effects, the positive things that come to mind are the demonstrations of compassion, unity and love that are generating much light worldwide. And we see the united national responses to the crisis. Some instances of international cooperation, and above all, the vast numbers of people responding selflessly to the need of the hour. And it's hoped that being thrown back upon ourselves through the lockdown and having to witness so many deaths and families torn apart will herald a kinder, kinder society in the future as well as greater cooperation between nations. Only time will tell if the enforced detachment and withdrawal from some of our often compulsive and needless activities will have lasting and far-reaching positive effects. And while we wait for things to return to, quote, normal, the very air that we breathe has purified around us and a more reflective attitude has emerged. It's provided a chance to rethink lifestyles, relationships and values, and for some an opportunity to strengthen inner purpose. The crisis represents an enforced interlude, a global pause in normal activity on a large scale. An important interlude for humanity to review its activities and to consider a different future and the building of a new, more equitable world society. As we know, the ray of ceremony and order is becoming increasingly active as we enter the Aquarian age. And this provides the energy needed to build the world anew through its organizing effect on etheric levels. Uranus, which entered the sign of Taurus last year for a period of seven years, 
is also adding to the seventh ray influence. Often called the ray of magical order, it will surely help to further ground the vision of the one humanity in a practical manner. The pandemic has served to develop the already growing awareness of the presence of an interconnecting planetary web of life between all living beings and kingdoms, pointing the way forward and illustrating both the new complexities as well as the new and coming simplifications in life and being. Simplification is a key word for the future and can only occur through the reorientation of humanity's desire nature away from the things of the world to the intangible realities of the spirit. And in this connection, the Buddha taught that misery and suffering were of man's own making and that the focusing of human desire upon the undesirable, the ephemeral and the material was the cause of all despair or hatred and competition. And the reason why man found himself living in the realm of death, the realm of physical living, which is the true death of the spirit. Like the human body, the earth's physical body is not a principle. And so human consciousness needs to <clears throat> shift its focus of desire away from it into the realm of lighted energies awaiting discovery on etheric levels and which can usher in an era of love and right sharing. For the challenges we face today are clearly based on the fact that much of human living is driven by desire and blindness to the beauty that lies within. This gives rise to the pursuit of glamour in modern times and an over-focus on making the human form attractive to the artist's senses, rather than seeking to make the light of the soul more apparent to the senses within. The Buddha is known as the Lord of Light, a great avatar who focused in himself the illumination which would eventually make possible dissipation of glamour. The symbolism of the butterfly and the beauty of the butterfly's wings come to mind here again. For just as the butterfly transcends its own physical nature as a grub through the application of concentrated light, an avatar is a being who, having first developed his own nature, human and divine, and then transcended it, is capable of reflecting some cosmic principle or divine quality and energy which will produce the desired effect upon humanity, evoking a reaction and, as it is esoterically called, leading to the rending of a veil and the permeation of light. We're told that Avatars are of two kinds, those who are the embodiment of the angel of the presence, whether that presence is a soul and man, 
the planetary logos or God, some extraplanetary entity, some cosmic being, or an expression of cosmic good. And those avatars who are embodiments of the dweller of the threshold, whether that dweller is the human dweller on the threshold, planetary forces of materialism, or some aspect of cosmic evil. The angel of the presence therefore reveals to the attentive disciple the next step towards liberation which must be made and throws light upon the immediate stage of the path to light which must be trodden. So does the avatar who reveals the lighted way to humanity. The dweller on the threshold summarizes in itself the evil tendencies, the accumulated limitations, and the sum total of the selfish habits and desires which are characteristic of the material nature of the disciple. So the angel of the presence indicates the future possibility and the divine nature. So does the avatar. The dweller of the threshold indicates the past with its limitations and evil habits. So do those avatars who from time to time appear as the embodiments of evil and of the lower nature of mankind. And we are advised they do appear from age to age. So the choice is stark to choose the avatars of light or the avatars of darkness. All that spiritually awakened people are asked to do at this time of planetary decision is to strive to think and act rightly, to redirect desire into a fiery aspiration to create a better world. And while the problems of humanity are numerous, the new group of world servers is flourishing. Their detached, soul-infused observance of world's affairs is cutting through retrogressive thinking and lifting human consciousness to the vision of the future where desire and fear are replaced by love and light. These world servers we know are people from all backgrounds, religions and philosophies and they are responsive as souls in varying degrees to the higher influences that are pouring down on humanity at this time. Collectively, they act as an organ of vision for humanity and upon them, the illuminating rays of Taurus constantly shine. Taurus is said to hide the entire secret of divine purpose and reveals it by touching and opening the eye of light and those who are ready to use that which it conveys for the greater good. The group is symbolized by the bull of Taurus rushing forward towards divinity and leaving a trail of light in its wake to illumine the way for those who follow. Together this group of servers like their elder brothers, are agents of revelation. And all who serve and love their fellow men as souls 
are part of this group process, helping to create the path of return for the Christ. So as we approach the time of the full moon, the registration of Wesak energies usher in a mounting spiritual tension. This period is a waiting activity, reflecting a process that takes place in the center where the will of God is known. So the phrase waiting activity is a contradiction in terms to the lower mind, but to the intuition, it's a lucid image of the silent gathering of power as purpose is concentrated prior to transmission. On our own level, we repeat the process, contemplating the latent power to be released through the alignment of hearts between ourselves and the spiritual hierarchy, the Christ, the Buddha, and the Lord of the world. Here we can ponder the divine power that will be circulated in a future time when all the little heart centers of the world are linked to the planetary heart center in this way. And we can imagine the beauty and order that will unfold before our astonished eyes. To materialize this vision of the future and help make it a reality, we have to act wholeheartedly in the present without calculation or reservation, making sure that the only light that guides our vision is that light of wholeness and unity. So as we prepare to go into meditation, using the keynote, I see, and when the eye is opened, all is light. You make a conscious alignment and approach to the higher sources of truth and the bountiful redeeming light that surrounds us holding our minds open to the forces of enlightenment, we reflect on the spiritual rejuvenation of our world. We can visualize the energies of Wesak increasing and the Christ and the Buddha preparing to transit those potencies to condition, sorry, to transmit those potencies to condition the year ahead. As brothers of revelation, their work continues to lift a troubled world up towards the realm of truth and beauty. Our cooperation and meditation forms an essential part of the hierarchical chain. And through transmuted desire and a silent, fiery aspiration, the light of Wesak is shed abroad in our hearts, through our group, and throughout the world. As we do so, let's remember that despite outer appearances, the transformation of humanity is at hand. And in the words of Buckminster Fuller, there is nothing in a caterpillar that tells you it's going to be a butterfly. And in the words of Maya Angelou, we delight in the beauty of the butterfly but really admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. 
So we'll go into meditation now. Using the meditation outline for the three spiritual festivals. I'll read it out aloud, even though you have the meditation on your screen, so that we can meditate without having to keep opening our eyes. Fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of a new group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity. With my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet 
the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanakamara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Higher interlude. We hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
using the keynote for Taurus. I see, and when the eye is opened, all is light.
precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and physical centers of distribution. Lower interlude, we refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world.
Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ. distribution. As the great invocation has sounded, we visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy to the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth 
into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the centre where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the centre which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. Just have a glass of water. It's my constricted throat. Sorry about that. Because of the lockdown, this was a rare opportunity to share a London and New York broadcast to participate together in a group meditation. And it felt very powerful. So thank you again. It just... Uh, remains for me to remind you to safeguard the energies tomorrow, which is the day of the full moon for the Wesak festival. And the peak time in the US on Eastern time is 6.45 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, and for the UK, it's 11.45 British summer time or 10.45 GMT tomorrow. So finally, you, I'm sure you all know that you're warmly invited to attend the online New York Arcane School Conference this weekend. Details are on the homepage of our website 
if you haven't already received a direct communication and the updated program is posted there too. We hope you'll join us for reflections and meditations and talks inspired by the keynote. Let the forces of creative life circulate and the law of elevation control. Goodbye and thank you for participating.